Welcome to episode one in our Mothering with Simplicity podcast series. Today we're talking all about slowing down and assessing whether your current life is sustainable. Enjoy! Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Fizzy. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. It is the start of a really fantastic new podcast series with the wonderful Jodie Wilson. Now, if you haven't heard of Jodie, you can find her on Instagram over at Practicing Simplicity. Jodie is a writer, photographer, yoga teacher, and mum of four. She is the proud author of two books, Practicing Simplicity, and a recent one she released with Sophie Walker from Australian Birth Stories called The Complete Australian Guide to Pregnancy and Birth. So she is a wise, wise woman. And the reason I got her on the podcast is because she speaks really well to simplicity. And I know so many women listening to this podcast probably crave a simpler life and crave more simplicity in motherhood because motherhood can often be overwhelming and busy and chaotic and full of cortisol and things to do and shoulds. And I think I know I personally resonated a lot with the message of simplifying my life. So I read Jodie's book, Practicing Simplicity. I got a lot out of it. I'm personally about to embark on a very similar journey to what she did. We are going to pack our family up in a caravan and go adventuring. And the intention of that, I will do a podcast episode on this down the track as to our reasoning and how we're going about it and whatnot. But I really am inspired by both personally and also professionally to get this message out to you all by Jodie and her work and her tales and her stories. So I think you're really going to love this podcast series. So this is a three-part podcast series. In today's episode, we are going to be talking all about assessing the sustainability of your current life. So really sitting with, is what I'm doing right now, is the pace that I'm going at right now sustainable? Or am I on the road to burnout and exhaustion? Because this was a real factor for why Jodie turned her life around and did something totally different because she recognized that the pace they were living was not sustainable and something had to change. So we talk in this episode about actively choosing to slow down, be more present and actually enjoy the life that you're living, which I know sounds absurd, but to actually intentionally choose to enjoy your life and get off the rat race that we think we should be doing this and we should be doing that and buying this and you know aiming for that and really just intentionally choosing to love your life I think is really profound. We talk about my own experiment of simplifying my home schedule and my schedule with the kids and realizing that what I thought my kids were missing out on was not in fact true and they gained so much from this experiment I went on. So so this is a really beautiful podcast interview. If you love it, please jump on over to at Laura and let me know what you got out of this interview. And maybe let me know if there's anything that you've listened to that you want to implement into your own life to simplify, to take the stress away, the busyness away. Um, or if you've got any tips of your own, I'd so love to hear from them. I'm always trying to soak up and sponge from other people living a similar, simple, intentional journey. So please come on over and connect with me. And if you want to learn more from Jody, read her books, read her blog, be involved in her world. You can find her at Practicing Simplicity. And before we get into the interview, my final offer to you is if you are pregnant right now and you are craving simplicity, the best thing I can do for you is encourage you to join my online membership program, The Pregnancy Posse, 
If you haven't heard about this already, it is my online membership program, which has taken all the work out of pregnancy for you. No more Googling, no more trying to work out. Can I do this exercise? Can I do that? What should I be doing in the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester? It is all done for you. I have tailored workouts to every specific week of pregnancy so you don't have to think about it anymore. There is oodles of information in our resources library about all the different aches and pains and symptoms you might be having. We have a beautiful community forum. You can ask me personally any of your burning questions, labor, birth preparation, postpartum recovery. In the early days, it is all inside of there. So if you're craving simplicity, that is a very good start for your pregnancy journey. So you can find out more at thepregnancyposse.com and you can trial the program for seven days. But let's get into this conversation, ladies. Let's talk about are we living a sustainable life? Enjoy. Hi, Jodie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really pumped to have you here because I feel like The journey you're about to share with us is about what I'm going to embark on. And I'm really excited personally and professionally to get you on the podcast so we can chat all about simplicity in motherhood and being more present. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It's lovely to be here, Laura. Now, for those of you listening who have never heard of Jodie, I'd love for you, Jodie, to give us like a little bit of a background on your story. Your story is really interesting. How, where were you? before your big trip and where are you now post-trip and why what was the inspiration for you to change your life like where did that come from yeah so I'm an author I've written two books I'm a mother of four and in 2017 so what's that six years ago I was living on the central coast of New South Wales which is just north of Sydney and I had four children under the age of 10. I'd been writing for many years as a freelance writer and I was one of those early bloggers. So I had my firstborn when I was very young. I was pregnant at 22. And so I'd finished a journalism degree and I'd also become a yoga teacher. And that pregnancy, I suppose, really changed a lot for me, of course. But I moved into teaching prenatal yoga and And I did that for a decade following my first pregnancy. But in 2017, I had four children. Two of them were at school. One was at preschool and I had a baby on the breast. And I was just running a very busy life and I wasn't coping my partner was working in the film industry, so he was, which is a really demanding industry with a very high divorce rate. And it's he was in the most family-friendly aspect of that industry, and in that he was working at Afters, which is the Australian Film Television Radio School. But he was commuting a lot and basically gone for three to four days a week, and then exhausted on the other days. And I just remember standing in the kitchen one night and just going, "This doesn't feel right." And I've always been someone to really connect with and trust my intuition. And I thought, I've got to change this because this isn't sustainable. It's not sustainable for us as a family. It's not sustainable for me as a woman. And it's definitely not sustainable for me as a mother. And shortly after that, and I must admit that I was just so fearful of change. Like I've always been scared of change. Predictability is always my preference. Love to know what's coming next. Shortly after that kind of evening, I 
was sitting in a theatre watching my firstborn on the stage who was doing a performance based on Alison Lester's picture book, Are We There Yet?, which is the story of her family's camper van trip around Australia. And Daniel, my partner, turned to me and, and he said, we could do that. We could do that trip around Australia. And I just said yes. And it was like my... It was like my intuition got in before my consciousness could because we'd never caravaned or camped before and it just felt like the right option for us. Not that we'd ever discussed it before either. So it was really quite left of field. And, yeah, and, yeah, so eight months later we drove out of our suburban our suburban street and we basically closed the door on a rental and the house was being knocked down, which, again, I feel was just so fortuitous because I didn't have to clean it. And it almost felt like we were just like, right, okay, this house is getting knocked down. (laughs) We can't live here anymore. Let's find a different path. And then we ended up spending two and a half years on the road, which was never our intention or our plan. But it just changed everything about the way we live, about where we live and how we live. And I'm never not grateful the part of me that was just like yes let's do this because it was so unlike me and there were so many days where I was like it would be so much easier not to be doing this in the lead up to it because I had to we sold 80% of what we owned we had a three-bedroom house full of the stuff of family life and yeah I, I just remember like a crawling baby like Marigold was just crawling around all the stuff that I was trying to pack up. And then we were trying to fit what we thought we would need in a 24-foot caravan. It was mad, chaotic and incredibly exhausting. But it was like, it it was a bit like transition in labour, I think. (laughs) I knew I had to do it to get to the other side. Yeah, And you obviously had a very strong inner knowing that this is exactly what you needed to do because I imagine Mm. it would have been so easy, like you said, to just go, oh, this is too hard or I give up or this is not for Mm. us. But you obviously had a very strong pull that something needed to change and that this was maybe your gateway to change. Is that true? Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I I remember thinking that I could see myself as an 80-year-old woman regretting not going on this trip if we hadn't done it. Mm. And it was a big financial leap as well because we'd saved for six or seven years a house deposit for a house deposit. And we, it was at the time when house prices would, had just started escalating quite dramatically. And we're just north of Sydney, so it's it's in a beachside place. So it was just it made sense that they were going up, but they were just going up so quickly and we were like, felt like we were just, is this the right decision? And then to literally spend all that money on a caravan and a four-wheel mm. drive. So it was. It, there was a lot of leaps and it was personally I felt all that fear and that doubt and that concern in my body and I feel like I almost carried that for, for eight months but then it was just, it just dissipated as soon as we were on the road and I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I remember this really profound moment where I just closed all my mental tabs all those tabs that had been open um, and I closed them and it was, I remember holding myself in that moment and just thinking, just remember what this feels like because you can choose to continue to live like this down the track if you want to. And I talk a lot in my book about privilege and having the privilege of choice 
And I think if we do have that privilege to make choices, then we are responsible to to make choices that bring about change. And that kind of goes against everything that our society has taught us is right and good, particularly in regards to productivity and how much we should be doing. And perhaps also in regards to motherhood and the the notion of a successful mother. And I think Practicing Simplicity, which is the title of my book and my Instagram page and my Substack newsletter, it really is for me all about really actively choosing to slow down, to be present and to actually enjoy the life that you're living instead of wishing it was something else. Mm. And I think that's ultimately was the driving force for that, to pack up our lives and live and travel in the caravan for as long as we did. I'm curious to know, how did you feel living the life you were living pre-caravan trip? So what were the signs to you that this wasn't right, that this wasn't sustainable, that something needed to change? Because I dare say what you're about to tell us might be very normalized amongst motherhood, mm. these symptoms. Oh, it's, it's this... totally normalized, yeah. Yeah, so what were you feeling that didn't feel uh, right? Assistant overwhelm, anxiety that was often manifesting as anger, that feeling of never, ever feeling like anything was accomplished, so little space for my creativity, exhaustion uh, and just a, a sense of that it what I was doing and how I was living is not something that I could continue doing for long and I love how um, I don't know if you spoke about this in your book or on a podcast that I might have listened to but I love how you speak about we focus a lot on sustainability of say our environment but I don't think we think about it in our human form and as a mother particularly how sustainable the lives we're living are. Because like Mm. you said, a lot of people, yourself included, are on the road to burnout and exhaustion and serious chronic health conditions if they were to keep up the pace and the stress and the cortisol pumping, scheduling and to-do lists and all of this. But again, I think it's so normalized in motherhood. Like I, I think most people think that this is how it's meant to be. But you obviously, yeah, just had this, it's really curious to me that you just had this strong inner knowing, like you said, you were really in touch with your intuition and you just knew that something wasn't right. Do you feel like you'd had this brewing ever since you became a mother? So I think your son was 10 years old, did you say, when you went on the caravan trip? So had this yeah. been like a 10-year build-up to this point? Yes, definitely. And I also feel like we'd gotten to the point where <laughs> we were about to buy a house and get very very much stuck in the life that we had created and the rhythm that we'd created with perhaps more stress for us and i couldn't see i couldn't see that lasting i couldn't mm. see that lasting for my relationship or my family and most definitely not for myself and i think that as you grow older and i've been having some really beautiful conversations with women who like so i'm 38 now My eldest is turning 16 this year. My youngest is turning six. And as you venture further into your 30s, you just become so much more sure of yourself and you trust the decisions that you're making a bit more. And I think you're because of that, you are more inclined to listen to your intuition and to follow it. And Mm -hmm. 
I had a beautiful conversation yesterday with a few friends who are in their mid-40s and they were sharing this article by Dolly Alderton, who is a UK-based journalist and writer and podcaster. And she was saying that both she and all her friends are so much more content in their bodies now than they were 10 years ago. So they're definitely not as skinny as they were 10 years ago or perhaps toned, but there's a contentment in this body of ours and I've definitely felt that now and it's a really beautiful place to be it's a beautiful place to be as a woman and a mother and for me that's come after a celiac diagnosis a year ago and when I talk about my overwhelm and my anxiety and my anger in the first 10 years of motherhood That's because I was undiagnosed celiac and I had persistently low iron and I was running around with very low energy and fuel levels. And then because of that, my nervous system was just on high alert all the time. And so I'm a very different person now because of that diagnosis and I'm very grateful for that. But it does make me a little bit sad to think, gosh, I spent I grew four babies, I breastfed them all for two years and I was doing it all with hardly any iron in my body Mm. and a body that was screaming out for help. So I think as you grow older, you also can make so much more sense of what's come before and I think that's why it's so crucial for women in early motherhood to have friends who are a bit further along on the motherhood path because it really helps you find perspective mm. where you're at and they're the mothers and the women that will tell you that wheat bix for dinner is totally fine and that it's okay if your kids are really scruffy and dirty because it means they're having fun. And please, dear God, leave the dishes and the housework and go outside yourself. And that's one thing that I really regret not doing for myself in early motherhood. Like mm. I always said to my children, go outside, play in the dirt, climb the tree, don't come in till dinner time. And yet I never gave myself that same advice. And when we go out into nature, and this was one of the most profound things I learned on the road because we were spending 10 to 12 hours a day outside, which is what you naturally do when you live in a really small space. And it grounded me and was a cure and a salve for my overwhelm more than anything else ever has. Feet in the dirt, feet on the grass, swimming in the ocean, walking on uneven surfaces, all those things, sitting outside at night and looking up to the stars and the moon and just being in quiet awe of that. That's There's all these studies to show that nature therapy is really powerful from a medical perspective. And um, Yeah, and so... Yeah, that's, I think I'll say that find women that are a bit further along on your path and listen to them because there's a lot of wisdom there. And it's not preachy wisdom or patronising wisdom. It's just practical things that you can do every day that Mm. ultimately will boost you. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think you sharing your journey, now being 38 with teenage Mm. children, having Mm. gone on this big journey of changing your life around as well, like this is definitely going to inspire so many women to maybe just even just take stock and go, where am I at? And am I feeling really good about myself? Do I have the space to check in with my body? Because I dare say with your celiac as well, 
you probably didn't have the space to really listen to your body. It was probably screaming out at you, but you were so busy and snowed under with children Mm. and housework and work and all of the things. And there's no room there to go, oh, actually, I think something might be up. You don't really have the space to consider that something's off because you don't have time. Like I, this Mm. is a silly example, but I chipped my tooth at training last night. And the first thing I thought was, I don't have time to go to the dentist. (laughs) Don't want to have to add that to my list. And granted, I have a very relaxing life, but for me, it was just like, oh, I can see how those things pile on. And then you just- It's another thing. My life admin and all of that. So- And I think that's, sorry, I'll cut you in, but I think that starts- when our children are very little, when we schedule them into all these activities, Mm. because apparently that's the thing that we should be doing is even when they're toddlers and preschool, we should be taking them here and there to all these classes and then extracurricular activities when they're at school. And so your afternoons are full and you're thinking, I've got to rush home and make dinner. And that is not sustainable either. And it's really planting that seed in our children's minds that in order to be successful, they need to be productive. And I think that's where I would say that we're embarking on an epidemic of burnout because our expectations are so high. We should be mothering and launching amazing careers or continuing with amazing careers and doing it all and chasing that elusive balance, which I hate the word balance. I'm sorry, but everyone is juggling. (laughs) And yeah, it's, I think we're losing ourselves in the midst of it and we're crying out for support. And Mm. I think ultimately we can ask for support and we can reach out for it, but ultimately we're the ones that have to say, actually, I need to slow things right down. Yeah, Um, I don't need to be doing all of these things in order to live a good life. Absolutely. I so resonate with that message. And that's something I've been sitting with over the last couple of years as well. I was really focused on bolstering more support to support Mm -hmm. my busy, full life. And that was really great. And then I hit a point where I went, oh, actually, what I've done is just build up the support to sustain this life. But hang on, do I actually want this pace at all? And so I just sat with well, I don't need that much support if I just take it down a notch. And so Mm. the scheduling thing that you mentioned is really interesting to me as well, because I think a lot of it is rooted in FOMO where we're scared to miss out on things and we're scared to not give our kids every opportunity under the sun because we don't want them to feel like they're missing out or whatnot. But I've I've got much younger children than you, five, three, and one. But we do hardly anything structured these days and we used to have like Mondays we did this Tuesdays we did that very busy weeks and all I saw in my children by the end of the week not so much myself because I do think I am more extroverted I do quite like socializing and whatnot but my children were exhausted they would have Mm. the biggest releases and meltdowns by the end of the week And I just really had to sit with, oh, hang on. You think you're doing all these things for them, Laura, because they should be busy and have all these activities and catching up with their friends and whatnot. But I just did then an experiment where I pulled back everything. We did nothing for maybe a whole month. And then I slowly reintroduced a couple of things. And we have got the most beautiful rhythm at the moment where the kids just sit in independent place so much of the time, which I've come to recognize is actually really powerful and restful for them. Whereas I probably didn't recognize the power in them just 
pottering around the house. I think I had the story of, oh, they're probably a bit bored. Wouldn't they rather go to swimming or art class or whatnot? I've done a total 360 on that. And I tell you what, the benefits in my children and in our family dynamic and how well rested and regulated everyone is humongous. So I definitely encourage anyone listening, if you feel a lot of the weight of, I should do this and I should do that, it might be worth considering where you could let go of things and where things aren't actually that important and where you could maybe slow down and simplify if you feel called to, if your body or your mind or your soul is telling you this is too fast or this is too much or something needs to change. I definitely encourage you to think about that. Hey mamas, I so hope that you love that episode and that is now giving you some inspiration and some food for thought to maybe go away and have a think about your current life, your current pace. What is on your schedule? What is on your to-do list? And do they need to be there? I wonder if you could go away with a journal or a pen right now and maybe just make a list, like a little life audit of all the things that you're doing right now. There's a quote, and I'm going to butcher it because I didn't look this up beforehand, but something about how you you do everything is how you do anything or vice versa. How you do anything is how you do everything. And how you're living your life in the day-to-day moments is, is showing you what you value. And that's showing you what you're moving towards. So if you go and have a look at what you spend your days doing and recognize that that's not actually important to you, then you're probably quite off track in terms of how you should be living your true authentic life. Um, So I think it would be a really powerful exercise. I know myself have done this many times where I go, I say I want X, Y, and Z, but when I look at how I'm spending my time and my days, I'm not at all in alignment with what I say I want out of my life. So for example, if I say, uh, I really value spending time with my children and eating really healthy organic food. And then if I look at my daily schedule and I see that, well, actually, I spend a lot of my time working and I'm not spending that much time with my children. And because of that, I'm not actually able to keep on top of the shopping and we end up eating takeaway or whatever it is. That's not actually a very good example because that doesn't apply to me at all. But, you know, you would look at that and go, wow, that's not actually in alignment with what I want. And maybe it's because that's not actually what you want. And maybe you need to reassess, well, you know what, maybe what I do want out of my life or my season right now is to really excel in my career. That's that's the most important thing to me. Whatever it is, though, I think making sure that how you're living your day-to-day life is matching up with what you truly want from your life. I think that's really, really valuable. So if you love this episode or if you do this journaling prompt, I would so love to hear from you over at Physio Laura. Please come and tell me what your biggest takeaway was, what you're going to implement into your life, what from Jodie's story has inspired you to change or do something different or, you know, how how has it influenced what you're going to do moving forwards? Because that's what I really love to hear. I love to hear that you've given me 20, 30 minutes of your time to listen to this and I don't want it to be for nothing. I want you to take something away from this and go, yeah, I'm going to go try something new. I'm going to audit my life. I'm going to be more intentional, whatever it is. I would so love to hear from you. Come on over to at Physio Laura and send me a message or comment on this podcast post and let me know what you got out of it. And remember, go and check out Jodie. She's a wealth of knowledge. She's always sharing great emails about ways to live a simpler life. She shares great things on her Instagram. Go and check her out at Practicing Simplicity if you want to get involved in her world. And remember, we have two more episodes coming up in this Mothering with Simplicity podcast series. So next week, we will be talking about being where you are. So we're talking about presence in your life, availability to your 
to your surroundings and to nature and to really grounding yourself into the season that you're in right now. And then in our third episode, we will be talking about practical tips that you can take and steps that you can take towards living a simpler life. We'll be talking about decluttering, consumerism, getting rid of your stuff and all of those things. So make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you do not miss those next two episodes coming up. And like I mentioned earlier, I will be doing an episode on our personal journey as a family, buying a caravan and going on a similar journey to what Jody's done. I will do that down the track as well. So I don't want you to miss that. If that's interesting to you, if you want to hear this every week in your ears, do click subscribe so that it just pops up automatically in your newsfeed. And remember, mamas, if you're pregnant right now and if you're feeling overwhelmed or busy or there's too much on your plate, I don't know how to decipher all the information that's coming towards me, all the stimulus, please go and join my online membership program, The Pregnancy Posse. I promise you, everybody who has gone through my program has said, ah, this has just taken the guesswork out of things. I'm not Googling at 3 a.m. All the answers live inside the posse. There's tailored workouts, pelvic floor exercises, what to do if you have pelvic pain or back pain or rib pain or whatever pain, how to prepare for birth, how to do active labor and birth, how to use a TENS machine. I could go on and on. But mamas, if you are craving simplicity, which you are because you clicked on this podcast and you wanted to listen to it, I encourage you to join my program. You can find out more at thatpregnancyposse.com and trial the program for seven days. And I look forward to welcoming you on the inside. And wherever you are today, I hope that you are taking a note out of this book, out of this podcast interview with Jody, and trying to have a simpler day, being more available and present to your life and letting go of all the distractions and the busyness. So enjoy mamas and I'll be in your ears next week.